0: all right it's uh it's a fine thursday morning here and uh, probably even finer thursday evening out there in the uh in, in los angeles so jk how you go how, how's it going it's going all right how about yourself Hmm. Uh, perfect. It's, it's a and uh, I'm pretty happy that that we had this this moment to chat officially because we've been talking about this a lot. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast and there's a lot of people who listen. So thank you, thanks, thanks for that. But um, I'm sure a lot of people know that that you have some career updates, and um, and there's a lot of talk and. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a very interesting topic. So we decided to to record a podcast and kind of discuss it. So for those who don't know, and for those who know, tell us what's up. What's what's going on in your life?
1: Yeah, you know, you know it, it's kind of funny because I I didn't think it was such a big deal, but uh, you know, so last Friday was my last day at uh, NBC Universal, and you know, just. Things are pretty amicable, you know, no hard feelings. I, I do have to say the company treated me really well. It's kind of funny though because I, I actually this Monday morning before we recorded the last Twig podcast, uh, this this m- Monday morning I kind of posted on LinkedIn just kind of like this, this funny post, you know, uh, me at Blue Bottle like as a barista saying, "Hey, sorry, I'm not at NBC Universal anymore, but I'm I'm working at Blue Bottle or whatever." It's just kind of a joke and. It's crazy. Like after that post, it got over sixty thousand views. I got a, over a hundred messages. I got like <laughs> over a hundred LinkedIn ad requests. And so, like, I think there was something about that where it definitely seemed like there was some some interest. And uh, you know, really kind of humbled by that. So that's that was kind of interesting. And then when when you reached out to me about recording a podcast, was that more with Having to do with like the LinkedIn post or some of like the
0: YouTube stuff I was doing, both. Like like initially, because because okay. when I you know when when I heard about it, we we had our chat. I mean, I wanted to hear yeah. more about it immediately. So I'm one of those people who are for just interested and and like you know as a friend, like what what happened. So that's 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 important for me. And right. and yeah, nothing you know, nothing crazy usually happens in these type of situations. It is what it is. Is like sometimes things don't work out and it's both sided yep. and there's no drama and you're like hey you know it's just better to move separate ways but anyways um, i think why it's so interesting for everybody because most of us go through this most of us go through through different you know changes of job it's 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 really right. really normal and it's actually not normal to be in one place for 10 15 20 years nowadays and you know sadly so I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's sadly. So it's it's there's there's good and bad sides in in both of it. But but people are naturally interested. They they know you or know of you or have been listening to you. So so most of the people like I would assume 80 to 90 percent wish you the best. And they are just curious to hear. If if you're doing all right and so forth and kind of like you know wishing you the best or or you know seeking to to help you or work with you now that you're you're free, but it is it is something. I, I don't know. It's kind of like I'm always thinking like we're we're this um, we're like a bunch of sheep's and somebody got taken by a wolf and everybody knows there's <laughs> wolves. and we're like where, where's the where, where, where's the wolf where's the wolf you know, but uh, even yeah. though yeah. I don't know.
1: I I will say one part that's probably not normal is like, you know, not knowing what you're doing next. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so that part I think is, is a part where, you know, I'm actually feeling pretty good about where I am right now, but there is this like nervousness, right? Like there's there's both excitement, like, Oh, there's all these, you know, opportunities and, and things that I could be doing, but there's like this nervous feeling about, just, just the uncertainty, uncertainty about your situation. So I, I think that there's certainly both. I Although I think that was more last week, like this week and especially like more recently, like today, It I, you know, I, and I think I'm kind of similar to you. There's like so many things that we want to do mm-hmm. that we're, we're super busy and stuff like that. And so like now I'm more on the excited yeah. side, but there, there's certainly a point in time where it's just like, ah, what am I doing? You know, what should I be doing? And, and that sort of like, contemplation and reflection starts to happen so there's there's definitely that part
0: so let's talk more about that because you know i don't i don't i don't want to dwell on on this 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 like initiation because i think you have the right mindset in a way like of course it starts off with with a little bit of a shock because you're used to you have routines you fucking wake up at 3 a.m. I don't know where you, when you wake up. I mean, you wake up yeah. way too early. Do your Wim Hof breathings and your memos and you're you're a yeah. workaholic. That's what I want to say. You're a workaholic. And suddenly that stops. Like you don't have to be at the office at 6 a.m. or whatever you go there. And and that changes your routine. And and of course that's a shock but then comes the next step which i love and and that's 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 where you are right now is is actually it's it's not more of like i can't do this one thing that i've been doing all every day instead i have these many 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 things that i could be doing next but what is it that i should be doing next and and tell me tell me about tell me about like how how you how you're going through this process and how you're how you're kind of um Finding your mission, if you will, it sounds so American, but, 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 um, but like, like what, what is the, like, what are you doing? Uh, because that, that's, that's, I think that's really interesting and for me. And I think it's going to be interesting for other people is like, what is the process of, of finding, of finding the next step, not jumping right into something, but just understanding what you're good at, what you don't like, what, what is, what is really the purpose?
1: Right yeah, and, and so I, I think that was like step one, right? It's like trying to really understand you know what is a good use of my time, you know what am I good at? Uh, how would my time be best deployed and things like that. And you know, I, I actually did capture some of that in in a YouTube video where, I kind of walk through my thought process, and, and in particular, there was this article written by Clayton Christensen called "How Would You Measure Your Life?" Mm. And you know, in that article, and I, you know, I talk about it on the, uh, in my YouTube vlog, but um,
0: just talk you know, about it if, here. This gets way more listeners than YouTube. <laughs> I, I can see how many views it gets. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, I know. And
1: I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm definitely not like you know, promoting those videos at all. I I am game
0: makers, game makers, YouTube channel. (laughs) It is good. I watched the video, but, but please do. Come on. This is is for
1: sure. But yeah, I mean, it really talks about trying to create a strategy for your life and Mm. asking key questions about, you know, how, how you can be happy in your career and what's really going to provide you with when you're looking back on your life, how are you going to value or measure your life and and things like that and so you know it really made me think very deeply because at the end of the day all of us are are here on this earth for a very limited amount of time and so i i think that in general a lot of us take a lot of that time for granted right and and the Mm -hmm. next thing you know a year passes five year passes or ten year passes and you know a, a lot can happen in that time you know a lot can happen in just one year and so quite honestly really kind of blessed and fortunate about kind of being put in in a situation where i'm really trying to understand what i want to do and how i want to spend sort of limited time that we have on on this earth and so and and kind of like where where i wound up with is i think subconsciously i i kind of knew it all, all along because you know i've been trying to create these youtube videos with people in the gaming industry to to try and provide a, a spotlight on how the industry works, how the business of games works and um, really focus on kind of education and documentation. And, and when I really kind of boiled it down, that, that there were kind of two things that I, I felt like I really wanted to do in terms of my objective. And, and at least for myself, the meaning in my life, which was one, try and educate and document people in, in various things. And, and for right now, it's, 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 you know, about the games industry. And then secondly, To try and more more on the leadership side, but I I do think that for me, I'd really like an opportunity to run my own show in, in, in terms of like managing and constructing an organization or team that is that is highly efficient, and then hopefully to be able to actually document this process, because if if you think about how the world is evolving, you know, in my opinion, you know, there's today we have like these sort of management gurus who you know, are teaching through case studies, who are teaching through very theoretical means. But I think it'd be really cool to be able to educate people in a real-time, real-world sort of way. And so I, for me, I'm hoping I get an opportunity to do something like that.
0: When, when I listen to it, like you mentioned three things, like educate, um, run your own thing. It, but what I mean by that is like, you know, be in charge of, of decision-making probably. And... Um, right, right. And be involved in game making force, and the third one is documentation. And to be honest, like like it seems like those three coincide pretty well because when you're running something, when you're in charge, let's put it like like when you're when you're key decision maker, uh, you're able to test different things, you're able to de- document that, and you're able to share that in educational matter. So actually, in those three coincide in in a way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess we'll see how this plays out. I think the one, if I have to talk about a, a strength of mine, I, I would say that I feel like a strength of mine is that I actually don't care about being wrong or being mm-hmm. embarrassed. Right. And, and, and so I think that, you know, even with like the podcast, it's not like I'm a great speaker or anything like that. Or even with the YouTube channels, I think there are people who are much more qualified, more personal, charismatic, whatever, probably better at this stuff. But I feel like my advantage is that I just don't care about putting myself out there and and being embarrassed or not. You know, we'll
0: run with it and see see what happens. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think anybody likes to get embarrassed. <laughs> that's a that's a different <laughs> thing. Uh, I think I think you're very open to things, and I think like coming back to your strength, I think I think one of your strength that that is also a weakness that I've noticed is like you work too much. You just you know. <laughs> I mean, you you make me feel super lazy and I'm like, sometimes I need to go back and think about like, am I, am I really lazy or, (laughs) but, but no, no, no. To be honest, like um, I was interesting, I was interesting in, in, um, kind of, kind of trying to put myself in, in the same situation. And and one of the, uh, the issues that I've probably had is like, I don't know if you can say this this way, but, but kind of like too many interesting options. And then um, right. once a project is over, I might go in and try a new option at a different company. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it – like like now kind of feeling is like I, I never had the chance to sort of a sit down and and contemplate what would be a good next step, where I'm good at, what's my purpose and so forth. It's more like go, go, go and then push forward right. and try – next thing and the next thing and a bigger thing and a new opportunity arises where you own this one so you take that opportunity and so forth and of course with the uh, with a kid in the, in the life it's 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 a little bit more focused on on like how can you balance off uh work life and hence you know hence we're living in back in finland because of because of just family being around but talk to me a little bit more and, and i think i, I remember I, w- I was watching your youtube video and it was it was it the one where where the author was talking about, um, Harvard graduates. Was it that one?
1: Yeah. Um, that's the Clayton Christensen, uh, article called how will you measure your life? But, but yeah, that, that was the, 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 the second video I posted about this stuff.
0: But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I'd be, I'd be like, I know, I know you have this sort of, um, uh, was it like a seven points of, of how are you like in, in career life or how do you, how do you, um, uh, how do you describe it? I'm not sure about seven points or the the work values that you have.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about uh, my my values presentation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for for those for those who don't know, so you've actually done this before in, in the sense that that um, you've sat down and, and kind of put in your values uh, on on a on a right. on a deck and just you know just have the different quotes and everything. So if you can kind of go through those on, on a high level and and let me know like what i want to understand is ha- have those values changed? because when i was going through you shared the values that he had and 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 everything was kind of like i haven't done anything like that and so i was actually pretty interested have those values which were very very career driven i mean of course it's work values but it was very you know very very career driven have they have have you thought about them again? So just you know, talk about your values and and um and yeah, is there any changes?
1: Sure, yeah, and I mean m- maybe what I, that'll actually take quite a long time to go through all all of those
0: values, but um, <laughs> on a high level, so I know you have too many values, <laughs> but but yeah,
1: let me let me talk about how I view that more more generally though, which is to say that I think that mm-hmm. when when you think about an organization, I, I think any. Of company or or organization has a specific culture, has a specific way of working. And I I think it's really important that there's alignment around those kinds of the the way you work, the values that you have. And if there's misalignment, then what will happen is that there's definitely going to be conflict, right? And then eventually that's typically going to lead to a bad, bad outcome. Couple of for, for, for those uh, in the, in the audience that want to learn a little bit more about you know these kinds of philosophies and where I learned about about this is you know there's a really great book called Principles by Ray Dalio, and also there's there's an article by um, Peter Drucker called On Managing Yourself where. You know, and this is something that I've seen in my my career as well, is that if you have a certain way of working or certain things that you believe are important, and, but the organization that you work at are not aligned, then you know, again, it usually does result in bad outcomes. And so I one of the things that I do is I created a presentation that talks about how I work, what are the values that are important to me. And how I can be effective, just to see if there is alignment before, you know, joining another company or, or, or something like that. And so, mm. no, I, I, I would recommend that in general. Life is so short that if you are going someplace where there isn't alignment, there, I, I think it's it's just not going
0: to be a good situation. Mm. So, and and that's and that's that's a, that's something that that is interesting because. I've, I've actually never seen that, uh, where, where somebody comes in with a personal value. Usually it's, it's like, here are the company values and you better, you know, fit with these. And, and sometimes <laughs> the company values are different. Uh, they might be written down and they might be there, but they're not be, might not be even those that are, you know, the actual values, the actual ways that the company performs, but you know, that's, that's a little more rare, but, but still exists. So, um, and you know my take on on those values. Like I, I appreciate them, and I think it's really good to understand how you yourself perform. But I'm I'm still maybe junior enough where I just think about being so goal driven that it's about how you know how to effectively achieve your targets versus versus what are the values. But that might that might change. I might, I might try try the uh, the more the more value based approach, <laughs> but. Um, regarding regarding those values like like when when you're thinking about your next opportunities are you trying to match it with your values your ways of working or or how do you how do you approach it because the thing is like you it, like you've had those how long have you had those those values written down
1: i i wrote them down actually about a year and a half ago something like that
0: got it okay so so before before your uh, previous gig
1: yeah but i mean it's those are like the way that you work the values that you have i think Mm -hmm. definitely do develop over a career and so i can naturally see if you know if if you're younger in your career starting with that kind of a document and then as you progress through your career and as you see things that work for Mm -hmm. you and don't work for you and you kind of change your approach that that should be more of a living document as as i think you progress through your career
0: Yeah, and then one thing that I was – because I know you share that that document of your values very, very liberally, and Uh it's a little bit of an overwhelming document because I I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God, this person is crazy. Uh If I didn't know you, I would be like, you know, what's going on here? But the thing is like the values are not uh, – it's it's not like you're imposing your values into an organization. It just feels very imposing because of the uh, the size of the document, and you're sending it, and just like there's so much stuff. There's like um, what do you call it? the wartime leader and the peacetime leader, and then yeah. stuff like that. And <laughs> you're like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> but it but it's more like how do you approach different situations, and it's even more of a, of like how you've learned about different things right. and, 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 and a it, lot of it is from books
1: right and it's also a signal right because you know mm-hmm. to, to some degree it's a signal that this is this is kind of who i am like i do like this kind of transparency i do like mm-hmm. to have direct conversations with people and to have everything be very open right and so that's mm-hmm. so even sending that document is is kind of a signal about my value which is also captured in that document
0: yeah and then that's where we're so different because I told you, I'm, I said, like, are you a crusader? Like, what are these, what, what is this, what is this value statement that you're proclaiming and coming in with? Because, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've told you multiple times and, and you know, we've had those <laughs> dinners and your wife was there and she agrees. It's more like, you know, you, if you have a target or a goal, you need to achieve something. And and there might be, you know, quite often when you're working with larger organizations, there might be people who are you not, you know, gelling with as as, as well as you can. But sometimes you make it into a game where, where that person that you might not like that much, but if you get, you know, her or his approval or endorsement or a sponsorship to something that actually takes you forward your goal forward like not you in your personal career but but say the project you're working on and it gets gets further gets gets needed resources then you have to play the game you have to become bestest of friends with this person who you know in other situation you wouldn't be you wouldn't be very close or even you know opposite of close but um uh, that that's that's the way i kind of see things and that's right. that's why um I think a lot of other people see it that way, and that's why your value presentation might be intimidating, because it sets you up in a certain ways of working, and almost makes you rigid. Like, I I believe in this type of approach should be taken, and even though that approach is right, sometimes you have to balance with the situation. So that's why I think it's sometimes intimidating.
1: Yeah, and I I do think there has to be some level of flexibility, but fundamentally, I think that if you are going to be effective and have high mm-hmm. performance at, in a certain environment that the values have to at least be close enough, right? I Maybe mean, if there's like complete misalignment, I, I, I think you're yeah. just going to be sort of set up to fail. And so, you know, and so certainly when I think about whatever's next for me, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's definitely a consideration, you know, or, you know, what, wherever this, whether it's a company or, or ideally, maybe it's something that I start, it it, it have to be an environment that matches pretty well. Again, it, it, and to your point, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it it has to be mm-hmm. close enough. I, I think so. That's my philosophy, and then you know whether or not in this world that we live in, does that make me like Ned Stark in game of Thrones or, does, you know, like, can, can you survive without and to your point playing the game? I, I I don't know, but, um,
0: Oh shit. Are you calling me Tyrion? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean,
1: no, I'm I'm, calling, I'm you know, I'm, I'm saying, I actually think that there, there is a, there is a world where, you know, if, if you have to your point about when, when you called me a crusader earlier, like, <laughs> I think there is a world where you can be successful by adhering to certain principles and values, and I, I that was what Ray Dalio's book was all about. Yeah. he had a certain strategy and certain way of working, and it you know led him to a lot of success. And you know, and I, I think uh, certainly in my own career, you know, at, at Funplus we did things a certain way, and it was pretty successful. And there were you know a lot of great lessons that that, that I learned when I was there from you know the, the founders as well.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I I agree, and I think I think there's um, I think it's good that you have those values, and it, it definitely puts you in a certain category where you have to uh, work with a certain people that that share those crusader values as you do. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> but that's yeah, yeah. and and there's nothing bad. Crusaders are successful among other crusaders, so, so <laughs> but but definitely going into a larger organization like. Like you have been in a couple of pretty big ones, it's it's really hard to work around those values, especially a lot of your values are, are very much, um, almost startupy, very very like Bay Area, yeah, very Bay Area, and then it's uh, it's it's it it's it's a conflict with larger organizations that are much more mellow, much more yeah, and yeah. And,
1: and I kind of agree with you that that is the general characteristic of a large organization, but I, I would say that it doesn't have to be right, and so like. You know the first video I posted, I, I called Day One, and Day One is actually you know a reference to, to one. It was like my you know first day not being an NBC Universal first work day, but also it's a reference to to Jeff Bezos actually. And um, so Jeff Bezos in an Amazon shareholder uh, letter, there's a pretty famous letter entitled Day One where he talks about the Amazon's values and kind of like how they operate, and so. You know, when you think about certain companies, whether mm-hmm. it's Amazon or or, um, or actually Tesla with uh, Elon Musk, I mean, they are definitely managing their culture and their values and their organizations. And even Bridgewater with Ray Dalio in, in a way that aligns more to like the, what you're calling startup the Silicon Valley style than to the general large organization, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's not, but but that's, that's good that you understand uh, the type of environment where you can be successful. So, all right. I want to, I want to ask something um, that kind of dive deep into something that, that interests me and, and probably a lot of people. And that's it. So, so you're at ground zero and you're now in, in that sort of a happy place in a way, because it, it goes from initial shock to fuck, there's so many opportunities around me. How do you evaluate those opportunities? Like I'm sure you've had plenty of opportunities right now. I'm sure you there's there's plenty of things. And the initial reaction for for probably for anybody would be to just grab the next thing. But how do you how do you keep yourself from jumping into the next thing to just kind of pacing yourself and like listen, I just wanna I wanna understand. What is it that I should be doing? And of course, you have that that amazing YouTube channel running on the side. Yeah. You're running this podcast. Um, you're doing all this. Like you're not exiting game industry in any way. You love games industry. So, so how how are you? How are you not jumping into the next opportunity? That that's what interests me because uh, I feel like that is that is that's actually really challenging.
1: I mean, I think it goes back to what, what, what I was calling, you know, step one for me, which is trying to understand what my key objectives are and what will ultimately provide me more more meaning in, in terms of, you know, when, when I try to measure, you know, my life, what what's actually going to, uh, you know, when, when I look back 80 years from now or 50 years from now, or whatever, whatever, what I think is going to be the best fit for me and where I feel like I will have found the most meaning for my life. And so as I talked about before, there's there's kind of two objectives that, that I have. And so whatever the situation or the opportunity is that helps me fulfill those objectives. And then along the lines of what we talked about, am I fulfilling those objectives? Am I going to be able to achieve more meaning with my life? And then is there a good fit from a, from a values pers- perspective? Is the specific role leveraging my strengths or not? What do I want to contribute, and is that is that a good fit or not? So, so those those are the the primary considerations, and I, I I do think that you know I'm not a spring chicken anymore, so I definitely have to be careful. So, so we definitely want to kind of take my time on that. That's hmm. sort of the ideal scenario now. Fundamentally, at the end of the day, gotta make money. So, like I I, I feel like right now I'm kind of in a fortunate position, but at the yeah. same time, if it comes down to it, if I've got to work it. Starbucks to make ends meet I'm, I'm gonna have to do what I have to do right so a, there's always that
0: yeah I think you're, you're you're a few steps removed from Starbucks but um uh, <laughs> without yeah, going any, two, yeah without going to specifics that's
1: but uh, you know, maybe one step because right now I am an unemployed YouTuber with only you know 300 subscribers.
0: Yeah, But but again, you are. But <laughs> um, you're you're just you're just in in that full on dad hobby mode because you don't you don't. Let's put it this way: you don't have to go to work tomorrow. So in that sense, you're you're in a fortunate position. Um, did you have this process before? So you went from Sega, you went from fun plus to Sega from Sega to NBC. Did you go through this process or is this a new process?
1: Uh, this is relatively new in terms of this level of deep mm-hmm. reflection and contemplation going from fun plus to Sega that, that, that was in kind of an even stranger story. So I was reading this book called mm-hmm. the surrender experiment and, uh, and, that, and in that book, it's about this guy who basically said yes to everything in his life. Fuck. And so whatever came, came his way, he would say yes. And it led him to tremendous success. And so I read that book, and I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. You know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll try this for one week. And in that week, I, I had a, um, a, a friend of mine who was working at Sega at the time, and he invited me out to lunch. And so I met up with him, and then he talked about. He had been searching for, for a position at Sadia for like a really long time, and asked me to come in. I wasn't really, you know, looking or anything like that, but I just said yes, sure. And then I just kept saying yes till I worked there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that one was that one was a little crazy. How about but what then, was the name of the book? It's called the Surrender Experiment.
0: Yeah, burn it. Uh... <laughs> It <laughs> sounds like a horrible book. Um, it's good, good, good that he didn't get. You know, I mean, there there are a lot of bad things you can say yes to as well. Um, but, um,
1: yeah, so, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah.
0: okay, so so you ended up to sit into Sega by just reading the stupid book and saying yes to everything, <laughs> and opening opening it basically opening up yourself to temptations and. Uh, <laughs> by by just being (laughs) being being so yesy uh so what happened and and did you okay so what was the mental model when when you went from sega which is in bay area and you moved to la and and studio city working with nbc was was relatively unknown in the gaming space uh, going from a pure games company so was that book again of an influence here
1: no, but I, I will say that just, just like all things in life, things just kind of happened very coincidentally and by happenstance. But for some of the reasons why I wanted to go to NBC were that you know, one of the things that I noticed working at Sega was that the impact of user acquisition on the performance of games, I felt, was um, starting to increase fairly significantly. In that there's there's actually I, I don't know if you know the story of but basically one of the trends that I was seeing is impact of machine learning on user acquisition mm-hmm. and I want I felt like that that would be an area of of huge uh, competitive advantage and I really wanted to get ahead of that and so I wanted to be at a place where you know there would be enough capital and enough investment into that area so that you could be a first mover. In terms of applying machine learning in novel and interesting ways and potentially gain a lot of competitive advantage and i think one of the things that is is um that really turned this industry around in terms of applying ai and machine learning to various industries was actually the netflix prize and so i don't know if you know the story but netflix had this what, what was called the netflix prize where they were Awarding a million dollars to anyone who could beat their algorithm, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy, on the very last day when the uh, when submissions were due, he literally wrote three lines of code using this machine learning based approach to try and beat the algorithm. And he didn't even he wasn't even able to have enough time to have the algorithm finish running, but he submitted his results and he didn't win, but he, he he actually placed sixth and um and then he blogged about it. And then I think that's really what started turning people on to how you could apply machine learning to various applications. And um, I, I just felt there was there was a big opportunity there. Felt like you know NBC would be a good place to to really try and uh, go after that kind of an opportunity and also just wanted to further my understanding of applying ip and and brands to to games and so you know definitely learned a lot at sega and saw the impact of brands and ip on on games there and kind of continued that trend at nbc
0: as well Mm -hmm. so so you wanted to kind of move that sounds in a way weird because like what like NBC doesn't sound the company that would be pushing the boundaries of machine learning and user acquisition.
1: Well, I will say that they so NBC does have a fairly significant data science team, mm-hmm. and um, you know they, they definitely have a lot of investment in that area. Anyway, that, that's that's the uh, that's not the full version of the mm-hmm. story, but that's that's a uh, shorter version of of that story. I I can tell you the first version
0: of offline <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you can um so tell me about um so you you've now work with um like your last three three gigs yeah relatively small unknown grown into a quite big and known Yep. Yep. Um, then we're talking about very very old known game dev- game publisher developer yeah uh, kind of you know trying to find its way on mobile Yep. And then the next was sort of an entertainment company trying to find its way on mobile into yep. mobile. Yep. Um two of your last ones were big corporations. Um
1: Right. And and both were one of the other differences is, is that Thumb Plus, I you know, and most of my career has been on the studio side, on the development side. But uh, mm-hmm. not not only were the last two IP companies, but they were also on the publishing side as well.
0: Yeah 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 so um kind of learnings from those are what what the thing is like with the publishing side this is what usually happens and i i think i've, I've kind of like years back tried to convince myself of this but then realized that it's bullshit and and i see a lot of people doing it still it's like when you're coming in from the studio side and you go into the publisher side Usually, you tell yourself the story like, "Fuck, I'll be able to accelerate my learnings by working on so many products at the same time and kind of seeing different things," and um, and that's the the appeal of being on the publisher side. But what I've noticed is that's not true. It's like when there's too much stuff going on, there's no focus. You can't get into the weeds, and you're in super high level. And it's actually a lot about communication about managing things you don't you might not even have direct influence upon so it's a lot of convincing and that kind of stuff it's like a lot of organization game versus actually being deep in the product and learning about the product and learning about the tools and learning how to you know do more effective user acquisition it's always high level um is that the case for you or like what do you think
1: well i mean i I think it depends on the organization right so like you, you look at a company like scopely and they are they are knee deep in, with with the companies that they work with. Right? Yeah, but so, you,
0: but you, but how are the the different individuals knee deep into it? So if you go on on the publisher side, like, do you really know that much about like? Do, will you be able to accelerate your learning on the studio side or on the publisher side? Because that's that's what I feel a lot of people are making the argument when they're going to companies like Scopely or any other publisher. They're what they're telling me is like. I love it because I'll be able to learn so much in such a short time by making so many games instead of focusing on one game for two, three, four years. And my argument is like, no, that's bullshit. You'll you'll be able to be on a high level, but you won't learn the the neatly greedy stuff.
1: Right. I think that um from a learning perspective with respect to development I would tend to agree with you that um, being deeper is better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where there's depth, there's gold. I mean, the, the the deeper, the better. I would say, from the perspective of learnings in terms of publisher functions mm. like user, user acquisition, or ESO or marketing, or you know um, those type of uh, their support functions, I, I think those are some of the areas where you can have some some learnings, especially where. Especially where you are applying techniques across multiple products, right? So, so that's where I, I think mm. you'll have most of your learnings.
0: Yeah, and, and I am not saying one is better than the other; they're just different things. Right. And and if your goal is to accelerate your learning about products, then I would argue that it's better to be making the products, making the games, yeah. running the games, uh, rather than zooming yourself out on the uh, the publisher level, where where it's just a different skill set and it's more like. It's more like air cover, and making the strategic choices that will come to life in on a on a long term versus running weekly A/B tests or multi-banded, uh, multi-arm banded <laughs> tests or whatnot, uh, and then understanding what moves players and and you know the the different different user acquisition channels, what works best, what kind of creatives work best, and so forth. So so given this experience of being on the publisher side and being on the studio side, it feel I feel like you're more inclined and the way the way you're working, you're more inclined to be on the studio side because you want to run things or am I wrong?
1: Uh, I mean, I do, I actually like being on both. So I, I you know, I enjoyed my time on the studio mm-hmm. side. I do feel like there's a lot more control depending on the type of publisher, you know, varying degrees of control over the product. I like to have a lot more direct control over the product if possible. So, um, you know, that's the general case for that would be to be on, on, on the studio side. And it's always great, you know, as, as you're working on product and seeing product improvements and to your point, capturing learnings from, from working on product directly. Um, there there's, there's always, you know, that, that's, that's the attractive part of, part of that side of
0: the business. Going back on, on, an opportunity so so I understand like your process of of, of understanding yourself and understanding what makes you tech where you're good at what you don't like going back to the opportunities that you receive all the time how how will you make the like how will you choose your next your next challenge your next mission not not just going only on the on like is it only the mission only only how it how it you know feeds your purpose or
1: yeah I mean, I think it's just the combination of all those factors, mm-hmm. right it's, it's, it's not like I do care about money as well. it's it's not my number one factor, but it's it's up there. There's a comp issue, there's like a location issue there's for me, commute's a big thing. and you know coming from it was great for me to move to l a where my commute was like at, at NBC it was like six to eight minutes versus almost two hours each way when I was at Sagan. so Ugh. like you know those those type of things actually, you know, do have an impact and do matter. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a combination of all of those factors.
0: But, but going into into like um in, into more of, of like a little bit of higher level. So, when when you when you're going through these this process of, of talking to different companies, like I'm sure, you're spending a lot of time now and, and trying to you know push your channel up, and we'll, we'll have those posts on deconstructor of fun <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, enjoying your time with your family, enjoying the time of, of talking to different developers from from everywhere. Uh, but let's say, you know, you're having those lunches with, with various companies. Like, how, how does that process go? Because this is something that I want to I wanna be better at. Uh, like, I'm at the point where I just have to, because I can, I can say yes quite easily as well. So I'm at the point where I just have to stop lunches because I don't want to even hear the offer. Because like I'm happy. Let's just not. Let's like I don't want to. I don't want to get that into my mind. That offer. That that money. That challenge. That that interesting IP or anything like that. I, I let's just let's just be friends and then I'll talk about the next step. But you are talking about those next steps and you are seeing you know different comps, different challenges, different um, you know just just different awesome stuff in the games. That you could do, be you could be doing this and 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 make this type of game that people will be so happy to play. You can work with this IP that you have loved forever. You can make X amount of money, and right. those things are, are something that you're thinking in the evening. So, how do you, how do you make the decision to either take on the challenge or to sit on it?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, for me, I'm happy to talk with anybody, right? I like to be honest in terms of if an opportunity comes up where it probably doesn't make sense, then I usually say, hey, hey, you know, I I don't think this opportunity makes sense for these reasons, but happy to to meet up with you and like have lunch or do a call or whatever. But yeah, you know, I I do think that Mm -hmm. I, I do have some opportunities come my way, maybe not as many as, as you do, <laughs> because you know, it's not like, you know, I, I mean, that, that LinkedIn post, I got five different people saying, hey, here's these different kind of positions. So I mean, that's fantastic. I was very humbled by that. But yeah, at the same time, I, I'll, in all honesty, I'll, I'll probably try and talk to everybody and see kind of what's mm-hmm. what's out there and what's what's happening. But, um, you know, just being honest in terms of of whether I think it's a fit or not
0: it's just it's it's like a it's a' it's a very interesting situation where where you have the uh the luxury of waiting and of not making it and i'm always like like i'm always very interested in talking to people who take um a year off a sabbatical or several yeah. you know months off where they go and travel or do other things that they're really passionate about i think that's that's amazing and um i'm kind of i don't know if I have the courage to do that and it's just like and that's why i want to talk to them like like really successful people who do that and 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 um yeah it's just fascinating i always feel like i'm not in the place in my career where i can do it but maybe i am but i don't know and it's like so worried and you want you're so much into this day and the next year and what's going to happen next you know a couple of years you, you you're like afraid to let loose
1: yeah. For me personally, I, I kind of get bored when I'm not doing stuff for that long. I think I've been fortunate in that I've, I've been able to you know, travel a fair bit over, over my career and stuff like that. So for me, this is what I want to do. I want to work on trying to make my life a little bit more meaningful and, um, and you know, do something that people are going to like and enjoy, hopefully. Hopefully, I, uh, you know, I'm trying, you know, I I made that day one video and my wife was watching it and she was just like, she was just like laughing at me and she was like, oh, this is is so cringy. (laughs) But anyway, um, hopefully I'll create create content that that, that people like, but I would say in, in terms of like something to talk about with respect to kind of like where I am now, and and I think something that you've done really well Is you know I I would actually recommend people who are like in my situation to think more about what we actually talked about when I did a video interview with you, right? And and that's about Mm. the the fact that resumes are meaningless now, right? And 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 that um, what's more important is what what I call digital footprint. You know, you called it you know your your art station or whatever in that interview.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But you know, I think the reason why you personally have a lot of opportunities and people are chasing after you so much is because you do have, you know, your, your resume is, is more deconstructor of fun than anything else. Right. I mean, there's so many of your thoughts and and things have been captured. And so, and and for me as well, like the, the fact that I'm trying to document this stuff is, is not only, I think it it will serve not only as kind of helping myself achieve some meaning, but it'll also serve as, as a resume.
0: Yeah, as a again, I, I treat it as a as a learning experience. That's why I mentioned the Art Station because Art Station is filled with with a lot of art that is not in games, but it's more like artists putting in putting in work and trying new styles and everything. Yeah. And sometimes it, it falls in what somebody's looking for and you're actually that's you know, you might be drawing angry birds, but actually you're a you're a badass 3D modeler who does fantastic realistic characters and then, then sometimes, you know, that kind of jives in with somebody who's looking for it. Next thing you know, you might be working on God of War in in LA. So that 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 kind of stuff. And and you talk about digital portfolio. I I don't I I guess it, I guess yeah. For some people it is. For me it's still a learning experience. And when we talk about missions and right. and stuff like that, even this podcast, like I'm actually like my primary motivation is not to get listeners right now or to get clicks or you know whatever portray myself or yourself in a good light. I mean I want you to be in good light but but it's not it's not about that it's it's just I'm actually really really curious about this the scenario that you're going through because it's something that most of us will go through at some point right. or have gone right. through and and there's and there's this stigma of 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 like okay, so you're not at the, at your place where you're working at, so you've kind of lost your purpose, you lost your value to others, and so yeah. forth, and that's not true and it, like it it shouldn't be that yeah. way and and i I don't think people talk about it enough, and that's why I wanted to do this because you're very open about everything. <laughs> sure so you're you're open about about talking about these things and and um and that's why I think I think people are so interested so I was more interested in and in, and you're very very analytical so you want to go through you read all the books and you try to understand how how to feel about this and and you're documenting your process, which is awesome so so that was that's that's my kind of goal and i'm I'm really curious to we'll probably do an update <laughs> when, <laughs> when the next step arises and I want want to hear more about like why. Why this opportunity instead of anything else? Like, how does this fit into your overall goals and, and, and processes? But um, but yeah, in the in the meanwhile, I'm I'm hoping that you're you're you putting out more content and we can promote it.
1: Great, yeah. I mean, always happy to put out as as much content as as, as possible. Hopefully, again, hopefully it's it's something that people will find useful or entertaining at least. <laughs>
0: they are uh, this week in games that was that was a great thing and it's coming in and people don't even have to you know read games industry business or anything else they can just hear your opinions and eric's opinions and now adam's and sometimes mine and and they can hear apologies later (laughs) on about those opinions said (laughs) so because a lot of people listen to it and sometimes we get connected by the people who you are.
1: But, you know, I, I, I love that part of it that it's it's real, right? Some people have, you know, whatever, bad days or, you know, maybe, maybe speak a little bit too far. And then it's like, ah, I mean, that's real life, right? People sometimes make mistakes. And so I, I actually thought that was great when, you know, Eric, you know, he kind of apologized for whatever. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I love that part
0: of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, 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 it's fun. But um, but yeah, I'm 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 gonna look and I'm not I'm just gonna I'm, I'm following I'm following this and with with a big interest in the sense of of like okay because you're documenting everything so I I just really I really want to understand how how this process will go for you and of course this is not the normal process for for anybody who's who's looking for their next opportunity because you are in a in a in a much more um better place you don't have to take the next opportunity. Uh, And then you have all these other things, and you're extremely well connected. And you have, you know, I I know that in your first post, you're shouting out at at Andy and like, hey, Andy, what's up? (laughs) But I, I thought it more of like, okay, this is like a first reaction. And you're thinking about like, when was the last time I had fun? Oh, it was with Andy at Fun Plus. Let's do that again. It's like no, no, no. Just like
1: yeah. Like, you know the, the scary part is he might actually be serious. Right? Um, like I,
0: yeah. Like, but
1: that would be crazy. if it happens. I'm gonna try and video capture all of it. That, you know that I, I think that would. Be I, really think, crazy I think you need to kinda, you
0: need to chill uh, a little bit. Like just yeah, yeah, maybe or or just or just or just sit on it a little bit. Like let's let's not shout out right away to to the uh, to like hey, I want to be there next. It's just like I think. <laughs> I think that was that was that was more of your your instinct and kind of like oh I need my next mission like asap but I think now you're in a better place where where you're truly evaluating different things and and not even actively seeking right, but right, more right. like just evaluating and just you know doing these videos and and you know, you know, hopefully riding again, something and, and stuff like that. It's just right,
1: right. It's
0: good stuff. And hopefully not moving to SF because ah, that place sucks. Um <laughs> but um <laughs>
1: we'll see. I, yeah. I, I I will have to reduce my burn a bit. So um I you know, I I might have to go back up there, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. So any any other things?
1: I think that that's about it. I, I would say that maybe the last bit of advice I, I'd want to give people who um, find themselves in sort of the situation I'm in right now is like, definitely, I, I feel like the deep thinking and trying to understand your values and, and you know, meaning of your life is, is important. But I just, I, I actually, you know, so I, I read a lot, I'm not very religious, but I do believe in the, the sort of Hindu uh, notion around manifestation, right? And so I, I do think that if you do find yourself in my situation, that I really do think that if you want something bad enough, that and if you put enough effort and energy and really believe in it, I I think you can actually achieve it. And so, you know, I would say for for folks in my situation, just like not give up, hope, be, and and I, I think if you're really optimistic, I I think you can really you know achieve the things that you that you want in your life. So that that's that's the only message I have.
0: That's awesome. That's the best message you can have. On that goddamn note, I think we're done. Cool. <laughs> I think we'll get back to Twigs and we'll get back to, to what's next. And if you want to hear the daily updates <laughs> for Mr. Joseph Kim, it's Game Makers on YouTube. And, um, and yeah, all the best, brother. Thanks. All right, everybody have a good night, good evening, good morning, whatever you're doing, good car drive, good commute. Bye.